Okay, it's 12.45. We could have everyone come back. That would be fabulous. <clears throat> okay. Another minute. So I just want to remind our um, our attendees who are watching with us today. If you're on YouTube, you won't be able to comment publicly. Um, you'll have to join the Zoom, and if you need to find that um, that link. You can go to the website, endow.org, or you can email a wildlife commission at endow.org and they will send you the link. Um, so, but in order to comment publicly on our agenda item, our next couple agenda items, you'll need to be in the Zoom and we'll provide um, each member wishing to speak or each person wishing to speak three minutes. We do have an organization that has required or has requested for a six minute um, opportunity. So that organization, uh, we will provide six minutes, but if you're with that organization, I ask that you refrain from speaking publicly, um, as we have given them the full six minutes. So, um, any questions or th thoughts? I'm waiting on Commissioner Hubs. I'm hoping she's rejoining. Guess we can get started. Um, okay, we'll go ahead and get started. I'm sure she'll be joining us shortly. So we're on agenda item number 17, wildlife killing contest, Commissioner McNinch for possible action. An update will be provided on the wildlife killing contests in the state and recent action taken by the Clark County Commission specific to wildlife killing contests. The commission may provide direction to the department to draft regulatory language prohibiting wildlife killing contests for consideration by the commission at a future meeting. And Commissioner McNinch has joined us. So, Commissioner McNinch. Thank you, Madam Chair. So, um, I've written down my thoughts, try to streamline uh, so I don't ramble too bad and uh, see if we can articulate uh, what's going on. So, I'm going to I'm going to read a little quick statement before I get started, and then I'm going to uh, provide you guys an update on uh, some of the stuff that's been coming coming to me. Basically, um, some of you may have heard about it as well, but uh, I want to share it, get every, you know, kind of update the commission on things, and uh, kind of go from there. So, with that, uh, I'd like to make a general comment regarding the agenda item by the input we've already received. There's clearly broad public interest surrounding wildlife killing contests. I doubt any of those that have provided input or those providing input today will question their biases or rethink their position as a result of the testimony offered. There will also be a lot of data used and misused to support various positions and probably a lot of perceived logic flaws and inaccurate statements. I'm hopeful that the commission will be able to look beyond differing values and opinions logic, flaws, inaccurate statements, et cetera, and focus on the merits or lack, lack thereof of wildlife killing contests. 
I just want us as a commission to have an honest conversation about those uh, about these contests. So as an update, um, I'm going to go back a few years. March 2015, there was a petition submitted to ban coyote killing contests. There was significant discussion regarding the legal aspects of regulating contests, uh, kind of centered around authorities, reclassification, et cetera. But the petition was ultimately denied because it was uh, thought to be incomplete. Uh, I didn't have specificity on what was being requested and uh, really no proposed regulatory language. In November of 2015, a revised petition was submitted providing specificity and clarifying intent, which was to ban wildlife killing contests. During the discussion, the concept of drafting a policy to clarify commission stance was presented. Commission expressed concern with the regulatory process and voted again to deny the petition. June of 2016, uh, the APRP committee, Committee of the Wildlife uh, Commission, requested that a wildlife contest policy be drafted for consideration. The committee eventually approved a proposed policy for consideration by the full commission. August of 2016, the draft wildlife contest policy was presented to the commission. Opinion varied, but it was largely recognized that if approved, wildlife killing contests would immediately violate the policy as written. Discussion essentially concluded at the decision point whether to pursue policy or regulation. Just kind of, just kind of stopped right there. November of 2016, <clears throat> excuse me, draft wildlife contest policy was brought to the commission for further discussion. Despite a number of commissioners feeling a policy um, still had merit, the commission quickly acknowledged that none of the killing contests would recognize a policy because it lacked enforcement. When faced with what to do if the policy was ignored, the only question was to consider regulatory action, regulatory framework. Commission expressed reluctance to initiate regulatory oversight of killing contests and voted to discontinue policy development at that time. So let's fast forward to 2021. Just to the just prior to the commission meeting in January, I was contacted regarding wildlife killing contests. I was informed that the Clark County Commission would be discussing development of a resolution requesting that the Nevada Board of Wildlife Commissioners take action to ban wildlife killing contests. In late January, the Clark County Commission voted to have a draft resolution brought to them for consideration. Two commissioners, Marilyn Kirkpatrick and James Gibson, expressed that they and or their family members are sportsmen, would see wildlife killing contests as a black eye for sportsmen and that they would support a resolution requesting that our board address the issue statewide. Concurrently, I was contacted by Dana Gentry of Nevada Current, a media outlet in Southern Nevada, and asked my opinion of the Clark County Commission efforts. Um, I expressed that I was not in favor of killing contests and that I did not want uh, Nevada to be known for them. I, was, I also advised that I would be requesting an agenda item to discuss killing contests in Nevada in an effort to get out in front of the issue. The proposal during our last meeting to develop and implement a bounty program kind of uh, highlighted the importance of having this discussion and it really did act as a catalyst uh, for me to request the agenda item. Based on the article, the Nevada Current article, a call to action was issued um, and I'll just tell you, it was by a CAB member, which resulted in a number of emails and phone calls that the full commission may or may not have received at the time. Um, I know a number of them went directly to Madam Chair, and she has since forwarded uh, them to the full commission. Many of the people I talked to, uh, 
that I talked to were under the impression I had proposed to end all coyote hunting in the in the state, despite the information available at the time that my focus and concern was with killing contests, not specifically coyote hunting. The people that contacted me directly represented a full gamut of interests, uh, without exception. Uh, I found my the conversations were respectful and uh, and I thought quite productive. Um, uh, most were under the impression I was proposing to do away with all coyote hunting. I was informed by a couple folks that I thought uh, they thought I was uh, making a mistake with one stating that he hoped I lost. <laughs> um, I'll just throw that out there. Uh, several, however, uh, were only concerned with coyote hunting and as long as that was still allowed, didn't really care about the contest. Um, a lot of our conversations um, morphed into conversations on uh, education programs for trapping. Uh, one had run a owned a boating uh, company in town here, and we talked about boats. And uh, another one was an electrical professional. We talked about uh, electrical projects. Um, so you can kind of get the feel for what my conversations. Spent a lot of time on the phone with people. Got to know some of them pretty well. So um, there was one exception. Uh, with 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 that one exception, I'll express that they have not and never planned to participate in a contest. I'll express some level of, of appreciation for the conversations. On March 2nd, 2021, the Clark County Commission unanimously approved a resolution requesting uh, that our board prohibit killing contests in the state. Language in the resolution was based on language from the draft wildlife contest policy considered by the commission in 2016. In the last three years or so, there have been roughly 36 killing contests maybe plus or minus, but roughly roughly in that area. Uh, perhaps more significantly, the World Coyote Calling Championship moved to Nevada uh, in Elko due to New Mexico and most recently Arizona prohibiting killing contests. These contests draw people from all over the country, um, referred to as circuit hunters, uh, some of whom make a living participating in these events. Uh, to date, seven states have banned killing contests with discussions occurring in two additional states, not counting Nevada. So I know we can all agree we have responsibilities to a broad constituency, a wide range of activities and programs, and most important, to wildlife. I also know we have agreed on certain policies in an effort to establish ethical boundaries, especially as it pertains to technology or people working loopholes in the system. Trail cameras, drones, night vision technologies, smart rifles, caliber limitations, party tags, and commercial collection of wildlife, to name a few. It's not always about what we allow to be done, but how we allow it to be done. We've done these things to establish and maintain certain integrities, which in turn shores up public support for the things we like to do. When we don't address issues, public support and trust for the agency and what we like to do in general erodes. Human dimensions and social sciences actually tell us this. Uh, in other words, we've already recognized the importance of ethics and managing perception to the betterment of the system. With that in mind, I hope we can move away from this us versus them mentality long enough to have an honest conversation about these killing contests. I recognize the fear sportsmen have of peeling away one layer at a time until all the things they like to do are gone. None of us can see into the future, but there are massive efforts around the country to recruit, retain, and reactivate sportsmen as well as integrate resiliency and relevancy into the system so it is capable of adapting to changing expectations and evolving social norms. Personally, I believe the greatest threat to hunting heritage and tradition is an unwillingness or inability to adapt. 
doesn't have to be all or nothing. And, and human dimension work supports that. Uh, but I truly believe not addressing certain issues will only serve to accelerate and increase the potential for loss. Whether we like it or not, even though the vast majority of sportsmen don't even participate, participate in them, the negative connotations associated with killing contests reflect negatively on hunting and sportsmen and serve to erode public support and trust for them and consequently endow. This is contrary to our mission as a commission. Here are a few thoughts to ponder as we move forward. What if killing contests were proven to provide no discernible benefit? What if killing contests were solely a contest that celebrated, incentivized, and rewarded the random killing of state wildlife with the primary measure of success being the number killed? What if this commission had not taken the proactive stance it, is rel it has relative to hunter ethics and fair chase issues like trail cameras, drones, night vision technology, smart rifles, caliber limitations, etc.? What if the culture of killing contests were woven into the fabric of Nevada's ethical standards and hunting heritage? What does a contest that enumerates killing of an animal, whether we like it or not, like that animal or not, say about our humanity and our relationship with wildlife we are tasked with managing and or conserving? And what if, after it's too late, hindsight shows us that the cost of inaction may well be the very thing feared the most, a loss of privileges that we now take for granted? So why am I bringing this up? Why am I bringing it here? Uh, first, I feel that we as a commission have a responsibility to take final position on wildlife killing contests for the record. The original petition was denied due to being incomplete, and the second was denied under the pretense that a policy would be the better way to go. However, when development of a policy was formally discontinued, there was no subsequent consideration on whether that should reopen discussion on regulation development at least in my mind. Since the commission previously struggled with what a regulation prohibiting these contests might look like, I'd like to present the, and workshop some draft language. I would prefer to be proactive in this effort rather than waiting for another petition. Petition's imminent, there's no doubt about it. I'd rather take credit for taking the initiative and getting out in front of this. Um, it's just, we're gonna be talking about it anyway, it's kind of what I'm saying. Second, there have been significant changes since we last considered the petitions and the policy. Other states um, at the time, uh, I'm not aware that any had banned anything, uh, but uh, other states have subsequently banned uh, killing contests, many of those around us. Uh, Clark County has adopted a resolution stating their disapproval for wildlife killing contests and requesting that uh, the board ban them statewide. And there has been stronger emphasis uh, placed on hunter ethics to maintain public support, appeal to a broader constituency, and be more adaptable to changing expectations and evolving social norms. We need to ensure our policies are in line with our vision or expectations. So the draft language that I would uh, throw out there eventually um, does not preclude. So it would not prohibit calling or hunting coyotes. It would not prohibit someone from protecting their livestock, family, pets, et cetera, from coyotes. It would not prohibit family, friends, and or others from congregating in groups to hunt coyotes. It would not prohibit trapping or shooting coyotes for their pelts. It would not prohibit someone from doing their part to remove coyotes for conservation or disease prevention control, if that's what they believe they are doing. It wouldn't prevent anyone from promoting, organizing, conducting, or participating in any in, in other events intended to raise money for conservation or celebrate camaraderie. 
would prohibit taking of any fur-bearing mammal in accordance with applicable requirements, and it wouldn't promote, uh, it wouldn't prohibit promoting, organizing, conducting, or participating in big buck contests, trucker contests, fishing derbies, or any other contest. It does not include killing of coyotes or other unprotected or fur-bearing mammals. So I'm prepared to discuss the various aspects of the killing contest, uh, but don't want to lose sight of the fact that um, I really am hoping we can have a conversation on uh, how these these contests uh, align with wise, wise use principles and uh, how they support the moral and ethical use of wildlife. So sorry for the long statement. Sorry I had to read. I wanted to capture my thoughts. I didn't want to miss anything. And um, so that's what I'm opening with. That's I just wanted to read that. I appreciate it. Thank you. Commissioner McNinch. Um, do does anyone want to ask of Commissioner McNinch a question? Do you want to have some discussion? Commissioner Allenberg? Yes, Dave, I, uh, Commissioner McNinch, I, I really appreciate everything you, you, you said. Um, when we have talked, uh, part of your meetings, uh, Arizona addressed it. They addressed, it sounds similar to what you're talking about. They addressed the, the kind of a commercial component to, to these contests, if you will, if you, you could refresh me on what Arizona did, I'd appreciate it. Well, let me pull out my, my stuff here and it didn't print out very well. It's kind of hard for me to read. Um, so each of the seven states that currently don't have anything, they're a little bit across the board. A couple of them banned coyote contests specifically. Um, a few banned uh, more along the lines of what's in my mind, which had to do including unprotected and fur-bearing mammals. Uh, several of them did that. Arizona, let's see here. Um, I apologize. I have to read it a little bit to find the right spot. Um, so it looks like the Arizona... Um, So they designated contests for predator and fur-bearing species um, unlawful uh, as an unlawful manner and method of take. Um, they also, I, I guess it would be easier to read it. Um, a person shall not by any means participate in, organize, promote, or solicit participation in a contest where a participant uses or intends to use any device or implement to capture or kill predatory animals or fur-bearing animals as defined under uh, ARS. For the purposes of this subsection, contest means a competition among participants where participants must register a record entry and pay a fee and prizes or cash are awarded to winning or successful participants. Um, so the ARS that was referenced uh, includes fur-bearing animals, uh, including muskrats, raccoons, otters, weasels, bobcats, beavers, badgers, and ring-tailed cats. Um, and then predatory animals are foxes, skunks, coyotes, and bobcats. So they, they kind of did the, the wide, wide coverage is basically what it boils down to. Did I answer your question, Commissioner Holmberg? Yes. Okay. Uh, I saw someone else's hand up. I think it was Commissioner Hubs. 
Yes, um, thank you. I just wanted to uh, just understand our process a little bit. So I know we've had the two petitions. So I really appreciate the historical context. And I believe the policy, um, it was initiated. And then I think it was just scrapped at a commission meeting once um, after the the policy was started, or I don't, I, I don't remember exactly what happened, but so um, we're just, you're just um, reaching out based on, I know you have been encountering this a lot at the, the national WAFLA meetings, um, that this is an ongoing issue um, and kind of thinking that this is going to obviously approach the commission again. Um, you're asking um, the commission for their thoughts as to whether or not we should in turn turn to the department and ask them to draft regulatory code concerning that or? Yeah, so with regards to the, to the policy statement, um, to the policy back in 2016, um, the commission did uh, deliberate on some uh, verbiage for a policy. And um, I don't know, we all probably had a different um, opinion of what was trying to be achieved or what the goal was. Um, you know, certainly for me, I was I was wanting to see some language that would um, that would be um, very specific um, on our position regarding these wildlife contests. When when it came back out to us, it wasn't specific to these killing contests uh, to these particular contests, um, but it but it did um, it did outline a lot of hunter ethics, a lot of, of, of uh, what the expectations were of hunters and be, uh, proper behavior, that kind of stuff. And it was real clear that that um, these contests would not fit within, within that um, policy. So the discussion kind of uh, went off on a little different tangent, like, okay, so if we approve this, we know we're going to have problems with these contests because it doesn't have enforcement capabilities. And uh, we're, they're gonna, nobody's gonna pay any attention to this policy because if it lacks enforcement, why would you pay attention to it? So the commission actually voted to do away with the policy uh, development process at that point in time. There was no further discussion on where to go from there. So that's, yeah. that's yeah. where we're picking up now. And uh, your, your understanding of what I'm proposing is, is exactly right. I would propose to have some language um, I've got some uh, some language, uh, but to, to get the ball rolling, if we were to go down this path, um, that uh, we could have the department put together, put out there for us, and um, and then we can start a conversation on it, and see where see where it goes. Okay, thank you. Any other, Commissioner Keel? Yeah, thank you, Madam Chair. Thanks, Commissioner McNinch. And I know this was the first time hearing your comments about, you know, what would not be prohibitive in your proposed language, but what would you be prohibiting um, with that language? And while you think about that response, maybe I'll just kind of give my two cents on the issue. Um, you know, obviously I've been on this board for about three years now, and largely the discussion has been dominated around coyotes, bears, lions and it was really yeah. highlighted this morning in uh, Commissioner Hub's remarks back to the department. You know, and, and 
I really believe that we've lacked any real meaningful discussion in terms of habitat. Um, and that's on the commission level. I know Mr. Janae is doing a great job. Uh, we've also had, uh, you know, the discussion revolves around the 8% of the animals in the state that generate revenue. Um, but really, you know, the other 890, we're not having meaningful discussion around those either. And uh, are we giving the right support to Miss Newmark and, and her group? So, um, you know, given the fact that this issue has been debated uh, within this board in recent times, um, it's just frustrating to me that we have the same conversation that seems like over and over, but yeah. Um, thank yeah. you. Yeah, so understand. So, um, you know, I mean, when we start hearing uh, public comment, we're going to hear a lot about the economic benefits and, um, you know, the, the, the debt, you know, the, those are the types of things that we're going to hear about. I'm not sure. Um, I haven't done any work on what those economic benefits are, um, uh, you know, and to what extent they impact uh, local economies. I just, I don't know. I don't have specific numbers. Um, but um, at the same time, I think uh, kind of lost my train of thought for just a moment. There's, uh, um, you know, there's a lot of economic impact out there from wildlife uh, ob uh, observations. Um, you know, you have a lot of people coming in. So how we fare, how we how we pull that out, I'm not sure or where that information is even available. Um, I think it would be hard to argue there's no economic impact. Um, so you're talking about money coming into the system. I'm not sure that coyotes outside of some local impact that, you know, people might be eating some food and getting some gas and uh, um, groceries and, and a, a state. Um, they're not contributing to the system. There's no license required to hunt coyotes in the state of Nevada. Um, these contests, um, uh, we'd have to have the department to validate. But uh, as far as I know, there's, there's zero money coming in directly to the department in any way, shape or form from these contests. So there's no benefit there. Um, to to kind of get to your uh, other question, uh, there is verbiage from Vermont that kind of caught my eye. Um, and then I have some stuff uh, for, that would be more specific to our Nevada administrative code, but the stuff from Vermont, and this is the stuff that's hard to read. It didn't print out very well, so I'll do my best. Um, it's short enough, I read it real quick. So the context of it, this isn't exactly how the, their code would be written, but it says, as used in this section, coyote hunting competition means a contest in which people compete in the capturing or taking of coyotes for a prize. B, a person shall not hold or conduct a coyote hunting competition in the state. C, a person shall not participate in a coyote hunting competition in the state. D, a person who violates this section shall be fined not more than $1,000 or less than $400 for a first offense upon a second and all subsequent convictions or any conviction while under license suspension related to the requirements of part four, uh, a person who violates this section shall be fined not more than $4,000, not less than 2000. So that that's kind of the framework of uh, that's, that's a real simple one. Um, how it's actually written, I think is a little more um, legal but that's the, that, that's the tone of it anyway. And uh, that's the kind of language that I would throw out on the table for consideration. Um, more specific to Nat, Nevada, um, a person may not conduct or participate in a contest, competition, tournament, or derby 
that has the objective of taking fur-bearing mammals as defined in NAC 503025 or unprotected mammals as defined in NAC 503035 for prizes or other inducement. The remains of any fur-bearing mammal or unprotected mammal killed during the course of a contest or competition conducted in violation of this regulation shall be forfeited and all the remains of such wildlife shall be the property of the department. These are all things that are, um, you know, we would, we would discuss. It's just, it's just verbiage right now. Um, this section does not affect competitive field trials for hunting dogs as authorized under NRS or the taking of wildlife causing damage or property as authorized by NRS. So those items that I listed out um, that it would not affect um, if we were to move forward, um, you know, there are, there are ways to uh, construct regulatory language. So you might say the term does not include and then highlight activities related to, you know, I mean, it's that kind of stuff. So it would take some work um, and you're, you're, splitting, you're splitting a hair. There's no doubt about it. Um, but I've worked with regulations enough to know that um, it, it can probably be done. I'm confident it could be done. Go ahead, Commissioner Keel. Maybe just follow up as a point of clarification, the, the lack of discussion really wasn't intended to be about the economics or the revenue generation. It was more, you know, I know the department is physically uh, in a good position. It's about the habitat and health of all of the other species that, you know, are regarded when our discussions are- yeah on four or five animals. Yeah, and I really appreciate that, um, Commissioner Keel. I look forward to the day. Um, I would love to be able to talk about Recovering America's Wildlife Act every meeting, meeting in and meeting out. Um, we talk about uh, the, the funding, the current funding mechanism, uh, where the vast majority of the money coming directly to the department, the vast majority is coming from sportsmen. And uh, there's not a lot of other concrete, reliable ways uh, to bring in that other, that other huge chunk of the population that enjoys wildlife, um, regardless of whether they're game or not. Um, it, there's just not a way to tie them in in a consistent manner and on a broad level. That Recovering America's Wildlife Act does that. And, um, you know, it takes money that would other, otherwise go into the to the coffers for general uses um, and turns it into, um, you know, money for wildlife in, in a respective state. So, um, yeah, I would love to, to turn the conversation as well. And that money would be tied directly to our wildlife action plan, our state uh, wildlife action plan that uh, uh, Ms. Newmark was referring to earlier. Um, it would be contingent on having that to, to receive that money and um, having, having a mechanism to, uh, to spend it and to, to implement and use that money. And that, and it would be used for game or non-game. Whatever's in that plan is what it would be used for. Okay. Shameless plug for Rawa, sorry. <laughs> Commissioner Cavilia. Yeah, I guess I, I have a couple comments and then I'm, I've got some questions. Um, first, the, you know, we always, we talk about the North American wildlife model and fair chase, and we've all seen all the correspondence. And I think that um, 
as far as interpreting that, it, it's up to your own individual interpretation of the language in there and where this falls in. It's hard to, it's hard to, to have a uh, concise definition of where this falls within either of those, in my opinion. But I guess I, I have questions. I have a couple of questions for the department. Um, is if we do have, do we have any idea like hard data on how many of these we have a year in Nevada? And then an estimate, or, or do we know how many cows are killed in these contests, you know? Um, and then on top of that, I guess the big, my big question, um, and I think it should be the big question, does the department see a biological benefit to these contests? You know, we kill, we, we kill a lot of predators, you know, that's in the predator plan, we're killing coyotes, but does the, the, does the department see a benefit to these contests, right? Um, and I think that's a legitimate question that needs to be looked at. And, and then the department needs to answer it, you know, in my opinion, at least. I'd like to, I'd like to hear a response on that. Okay. Uh, do we have someone from the department that's Director Wasley? Thank you, Madam Chair, and, and thank you for the question, Commissioner Cavalia. Um, you know, we we don't know enough um, in terms of the, the numbers to maybe provide you a, a clear answer. I, I have um, certainly seen a lot of the, the flyers advertising the events, and I've seen some uh, data suggesting there's probably about two dozen per year, uh, at least within uh, this past year, 24 uh, contests. As far as the numbers taken, um, I don't believe we have any data on the numbers taken. I think another important piece in order to fully answer the question you're asking is from where are those animals removed? If we look at the literature on predator control, specifically coyotes, and and I'm just going to reference uh, Ballard et al. Uh, paper that, that went through all the predator control literature, um, looking specifically at, at mule deer, coyotes, and and pulled out five uh, five circumstances that were uh, essential in the success of predator control providing benefits. Um, and a couple of those pertain to uh, the focus effort uh, said that uh, I believe that there was needed to be an excess of 70% of the animals in any given area had to be removed. Uh, it also had to be substantiated first and foremost that those target species was in fact limiting the population of, of the prey item. Um, and then it had to be of a certain geographic scope and scale. And so absent the data of where these things occur, the numbers uh, that are occurring um, and the specific geography, I, I don't know that the department could provide a, a clear response. I will, I will say that, um, you know, I, I, as a biologist, I believe that there's often an oversimplified relationship between predator control and the presumed benefit to prey species. Um, and I think that it is far more complicated. Um, it, the relationship is far more complicated. It's far more complex than a simple removal of something with claws and fangs that could potentially eat uh, prey. If there's fewer of those, then there's always going to be more prey. Um, all the predator caused mortality is not uh, additive mortality in many in many instances, it's compensatory mortality, which means um, that simply by reducing uh, predators and potentially reducing the 
uh, predator-caused mortality doesn't elicit a commensurate benefit in the population level. So um, <clears throat> clearly a, a complicated relationship, but I, I believe that uh, based on the, the broad landscape over which many of these contests occur um, and the lack of, of evidence or data suggesting that the uh, prey species are in fact predator-limited, um, which isn't isn't always the case. I think it's it would be a, a tough statement uh, to say that there is a biological benefit from uh, this level of removal. Uh, similarly, I think it would be tough to say that there's any kind of a population level effect on the target species um, in in the contest. But I, I hope that's helpful. Um, but I'm happy to to try to expound more on that or answer different aspects of that if if it's helpful. No, that you answered my question. Thank you, Tony. Okay. Other questions, comments, thoughts? Vice Chair Barnes. Thank you, Madam Chair. I guess just kind of some comments. Um, you know, you know that I have is uh, you know we heard earlier we talked about bass tournaments and uh, fishing derbies and i know there's been i think some checker contests and so you know we, so we talk about the about the coyote contest and you know we, we do fish we're talking about fishing derbies or fishing tournaments and then the coyotes referred to as a killing contest and and i kind of wonder you know i mean it's perception versus reality and my, i guess you know I'm, i i question is you know is is the reality really as bad as as bad as the perception and um, so I guess that's kind of, kind of where I am right now is, you know, they're really, they're not doing anything illegal. Um, is it more of a perception, um, than, than a reality and, you know, really what's the difference between, you know, catching a bunch of fish or, or killing some coyotes. So I guess, um, to start, that's kind of where I am at the moment. Okay. Thank you. Commissioner Omberg. Yes, I, I mean, that's what makes these issues so difficult because um, I, I agree with, uh, with, with much of what's been said by everybody. You know, we do spend a lot of time uh, concentrating on, uh, it appears from, from my perspective, is that we, we, we spend a ton of time uh, talking about predators and not, not uh, a whole lot of time talking about or as much time talking about uh, the prey. Um, certainly more, more prey allows more predators. And so th those, it's a direct relationship there. And so um, we do spend a lot of effort on these things. And, and uh, you know, Commissioner Barnes's comments as what is the difference between a fish and, uh, you know, and a coyote? Um, but you know, because there's commercial implications on both sides too, um, it is about, you know, what's acceptable to the public. And uh, what is not and who's to make whose whose ability is to, to you know to, to make those calls so it's a very difficult uh, uh, you know discussions here uh, for sure anyone else have mrs chair if i may please of course commissioner perini um what tom had mentioned and john also i'm pretty much on the same list of exactly that um, you know, I looked at, uh, talked to different people throughout Nevada. Some of them absolutely have no problem with doing that. They think that the uh, contest is fine. This should be okay. Larger 
maybe cities and counties and that sort of thing are kind of much, much against that. So I think we have to talk a lot more of what we're going to do on it. But quite frankly, um, the way I feel right now is uh, <laughs> I kind of want to keep it the way it is. That's just the way I feel. Thank you. Commissioner Hubs. I know we we have all been inundated by email correspondence. And so when I do my email correspondence, I always make lists. And then I kind of like in my, you know, same thing when I went to school, I write down little things, it, what each one says, something that sticks out about that comment. Like this is what this person's concerned about. And I definitely saw patterns um, like one of them. Yeah, there's there's a concern um, about is this actually a legitimate form of controlling coyote populations? Like if we didn't have the killing contest, would they just, you know, totally erupt and we would have coyotes everywhere? And I think we got that from um, Director Wasley, although he's very, um, he's very smart and he speaks very highly. So, um, but what I'm thinking we're hearing in layman's terms is there's very little evidence that removing the coyotes um, helps the ungulate population. If I'm wrong, please correct me. But that's what I heard from him is that it's not a necessary um, function that needs to continue forward or we're all going to be swarming or drowning in coyotes. I, I hear that is not the case. However, many people believe that is true. They wrote into me and they are like, first of all, it's free. You don't have to pay people a third party to come out and kill the coyotes. Um, and killing them is great for the environment. Um, so there's definitely um, a disconnect between that thought process, that, that thought process is, is it true or not true? Um, we have to understand that a large portion of the people who wrote in for the contest, like they support it, truly, unless they're lying, believe that. So we just need to be cognizant about that, I think, when we're talking about it. Um, another thing is that a lot of people have this overall concept of just coyotes are like vermin. They're just bad, you know? And I see that with other predator species, the same like with the wolf, with the mountain lion. Um, but I think the department would serve the public and the commission better if they can speak to, is it a good thing to have a predator out in the natural eco ecosystem? What would a landscape look like if we didn't have predators? I think that's really important. And I would like our biologists to come out and tell us what do predators do for an e a functional ecosystem and what would happen if we disrupt the predation cycle? I think we deserve to know that. Thank you, Commissioner Hubs. Director Wasley. Um, I'll, I guess, try to 
try to take a stab at answering uh, Commissioner Hub's question. And, and I, I'm sorry to call any, but I think this is really important that we talk about this. So that's all the only reason. And I want to have somebody who's very educated on this matter speak to it. Well, I don't know that that's me right now, but um, <laughs> since there's probably not a lot of volunteers in the wings, I'll, I'll try to uh, try to answer your question. But I think you have to look at, um, let, let's just look at Southern Nevada, for example, and you talk about disruption of a predator cycle. Uh, we're talking about a system, you know, we built a dam on the Colorado River and created a reservoir and then we put in a city and then we brought in power, you know, from California or, you know, I mean, the disruption, the scale of disruption, the species, the proportional abundance, occurrence, uh, pathogens that we talked about earlier today, we're so far removed from any semblance of uh, some natural native equilibrium that talking about uh, disruption in, in that regard, I, I don't think is really applicable or has a, a lot of value in, in, in terms of trying to assess um, you know, what that disruption may look like. We've, we've built golf courses. Uh, we, we pump water and we irrigate those golf courses and we create, uh, you know, abundant small mammal populations, you know, rabbits and, and mice and rats. And, and we see these coyotes that uh, naturally follow uh, the drainages and the corridors into these little small prey oases, if you will. And once uh, they deplete some of the, the prey on those golf courses, the next step is the neighborhoods. And we, we spoke earlier today about, um, you know, living with coyotes and, and interacting with HOAs. A, a lot of that is a result from an already significantly disrupted um, system. So, I mean, I, I think that anytime you, you, you talk about um, an ecological system and you look at the organisms in it, the more links uh, you know, the reason why biodiversity is considered generally to be a good thing is because uh, the diversity, the number of trophic levels and the number of links and interactions all equate to a greater resilience and resistance, a greater stability of that system. So uh, all, you know, I'll say the department um, certainly um, would not support the notion of, uh, you know, complete annihilation or elimination of, of any species, uh, including, you know, coyotes and, and you know, ravens, some of these species that cause us the greatest amount of challenges in managing other species. But then when we look at the population trends of many of these species that we're talking about, and that's, uh, you know, again, ravens, coyotes, we see numbers and distribution of some of these uh, particular species that by far exceed anything that was observed historically. And so going back to the the I guess the context of your question about natural or, or balance, we, we've already exceeded, uh, we already have a significant imbalance, I guess, in terms of proportional abundance and those species interactions. So again, I don't, I don't know if that's helpful at all, and I'm happy to call on uh, other staff that might have uh, you know, more knowledge or awareness than me in, in that um, arena, but that's, that's my, my first crack and, and response. Okay, that's, I, I totally understand what you're saying. Like there's been so much urban sprawl that how do we start to even assess those areas? But not everywhere is an urban area, right? We're gonna have areas that ha don't, doesn't, I mean, I don't see the coyote killing con contests take place really, 
around town or I could be missing it. I have tunnel vision. I'll admit that, but <laughs> I don't think it's really happening right outside Las Vegas. I think it's happening more in natural habitat, maybe right outside. I'm not sure, but in general, is it a good thing to remove predators from an ecosystem without, without a management thought to it just for fun? Um, well, I'll, uh, I guess I'll try to dissect that into a couple different pieces from ecologically speaking. Um, again, when you look at the removal of animals associated with um, contest activity, for example, the, the question is, um, are there population level effects of that uh, activity? And I, I don't believe that there are population level effects. I don't believe that those contests occur in a scope and scale that actually has uh, consequences, population level, long-term lasting impacts to the population to, to decrease it, increase it. Um, and so from that standpoint, I think that the, the impacts um, would probably be more along the lines of, you know, social hierarchy or, or pup, you know, litter size, those kinds of things. Um, the, you know, when you say generally, you know, if, if you look at like wolves and the Yellowstone ecosystem and the reintroduction of wolves and the wolves are a, a keystone predator uh, and their presence immediately changed the density and distribution of mountain lions, coyotes, uh, elk, uh, and there was an immediate effect on the plant communities, the riparian corridors, the small mammal assemblages, the, the mesopredators. Um, but I don't, you know, I, I don't see coyotes um, in that ecosystem dynamic, uh, you know, filling that same keystone predator type role. Um, so there, I don't think there is a simple answer to your question again, because it is so incredibly complicated. And in some instances, um, if a if a prey population is in a predator pit, if it's suppressed by a high density of predators and can't overcome the rate of predation uh, by the, those vital rates uh, by by reproduction or, or you know sometimes disease, sometimes drought, some some environmental effects can put those prey populations at or below um, you know a carrying capacity that predators on top of that can keep them in what's called a predator pit then removal of those uh, preying animals may provide some benefit. It's, it's, I, I don't believe ever uh, a long-term solution. It's never, uh, you know, a, a, a global solution in terms of scale. Uh, I believe it needs to be strategic. It needs to be, uh, you know, informed by the science. It needs to be demonstrated that there is, in fact, uh, you know, data showing that those prey populations are predator limited. Um, so there are some instances in which the removal of those predators could provide some ecosystem-wide benefits if it's already out of balance. Uh, and there are some situations where it could provide some impacts and be detrimental to, to the interrelated, the, the species uh, dynamics. Thank you. Well, yeah, one last question. So is there any evidence this is just a follow-up to that because I think you hit something that was really important for me. Is there any evidence that the killing current killing contest, um, the participants are strategically informed and and they are um, informed by proper science when they have their contest? Uh, I don't know if if I'm uh, qualified to be the. Um 
the sole determiner of what constitutes proper science. But I, I would say from, from my observation, uh, I have, have not seen coordination of contests uh, to try to strategically provide relief to prey populations in areas where predators have been determined to be limiting those populations. I think one of the challenges around this issue um, that I certainly observe in, in the social media arena and something that's challenged me as a professional biologist throughout my career, again, is the oversimplification of the issue that uh, fewer, fewer things with claws and fangs automatically result in more things uh, that, that they eat. And knowing that, that all of that mortality is not additive um, is a, a really difficult grasp for us as a species, humans, to, to get our head around because we don't experience all the sources of mortality that wildlife do um, and tangible mortality for us as humans um, happens at the, the hands of hunters, happens at the hands of predators, happens at the hands of vehicles. Uh, we, those are the visible sorts of intangible mortality. And so there, in, in my estimation uh, as a biologist is there's a gross oversimplification of, of the predator prey uh, relationship and the notion that simply removing more predators automatically results in, in more prey. Um, and I'll probably even be, you know, criticized for suggesting that it's not that simple. <laughs> Mr. Yeah, I just okay. want to say none of my questions were meant to criticize you, Director Wasley. I really look to you for uh, input, uh, collective input from the department who views wildlife, interacts with wildlife daily to help everybody understand what might be the best decision to make over, over time. Thank you, Commissioner Hubbs. Commissioner Keel. Uh, thank you, Chairwoman East. Uh, Secretary Wasley, just a follow-up to um, Commissioner Hubbs' question. I think you stated this already in some of your earlier comments, but the department doesn't perceive any detrimental biological effect by way of these contests. Is that a fair statement? Yeah, I, I think that uh, I think it's a fair and accurate statement to say that the department, um, from the data and observations that we have, uh, we see neither a beneficial effect of of these contests on the the prey species or a detrimental impact, uh, biological impact on on the predator abundance. Commissioner McNinch. Thank you, Madam Chair. So, you know, at the risk of uh, doing the, I don't want my comments to be perceived as tit for tat. Um, I want to, I'm, I'm simply want to kind of provide the context of, of the, the item that I brought forward today. Um, I have no doubt that these contests are not impacting coyote populations negatively. I have no um, I can't say that that removing them is helping populations. Um, I can't say that they're hurting them. I think that there's times where you're going to remove the right coyote or the right numbers where you might see a benefit. Um, and I do believe that uh, if you remove the wrong ones at the wrong time of year, you might end up with uh, problems that exacerbate the very problem that you perceive might be getting fixed. So uh, my, my issue is not with the, the concept of, of coyote killing, uh, of, of coyotes being removed from the population. Um, 
I think that on a broader scale, on a bigger scale, I think these contests probably will help the coyote population, to be quite frank. I think the potential for the coyote population to respond by uh, through their natural mechanism to uh, and end up with more on the ground is is higher than losing the coyote population. So that's not the issue for me. The issue, it really boiled down to where are we headed with our wise use principles and our ethics and, and hunting? Um, to get back to a, a comment that Commissioner Barnes made, um, I, I, well, and maybe in the group uh, overall, um, I'm sensing this, uh, the referral to these as a killing contest. I'll explain myself a little bit. I agonized over which way to, 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 to phrase, the, to, to frame the conversation. My bias might have come out by putting them in as a killing contest, um, but I didn't want to partake in the, the deception of calling them a coyote contest um, or calling a calling contest, if you will. That's not so they might be calling, but, you know, the end result is coyotes are getting killed. So I didn't want to be uh, guilty of, of that perceived deceit, at least in some people's minds. On the other hand, um, I didn't want to call them wildlife uh, contests because that implies that I'm trying to deal with big buck and fishing derbies and chucker contests. So um, I opted to throw out and just call them what they are. They're, they're contests intended to kill coyotes. So um, so uh, if there's another way to refer to them that might take a little bit of edge off there, I'm, I'm glad, to, glad to adjust. Um, with that in mind, get back to the contest. So I see some major distinctions between the contests. Um, you might have dead, dead things at the end of the day, but here's the bottom line. These other contests have this have an ethical foundation in my mind. Uh, they're oftentimes they have permits. Um, oftentimes there's some kind of engagement with the department. Um, the department might be uh, the fishing derbies in particular. Um, the department's very much involved with those. There's money coming back to the agency. There's a uh, there's a messaging that occurs that these are. Um, there's ethical ways of doing things. There's, uh, there's limits. There's limits to what can be done. None of those things pertain to these, these other contests. And uh, more specific, um, I know that the World Championship Calling Contest, um, they bring a polygraph person in to determine if you're lying or telling the truth about your uh, your credentials to enter the tournament, so it's exclusive. They're trying to weed people out, probably activists. That's I mean, clearly that's what they're doing. Um, and uh, you know that doesn't speak very well to a to an event or a um, a system that, in my mind, benefits sportsmen or uh, or the heritage that we're or the wise use principles or the heritage or the message we're trying to send about this. This uh, this thing of tradition and honor that we've that's that's a value to us. Um, it's got it's got an underbelly to it from that standpoint, and uh, that bothers me. Um, you know, I've got I've got I don't hunt big game. I've got three sons that have been putting in for tags, or to the point where they're putting in for party tags with each other. They're looking forward to it. I have a vested interest in this, just like everybody else. I want to see them have those opportunities and do things. Um, this isn't, this isn't about Dave trying to do away with coyote killing contests or, or advocating for that. I've made sure that those people know that have been contacting me, Hey, if you're looking for anti-hunting or, 
uh, a ban on coyote killing, I'm not your guy. That's not what I'm going to do. That's not what this is about. They've heard that. They know that. That's why I'm putting saying it on the record. So that's kind of the approach. Uh, your minds are going where mine has gone for the last three, four weeks since our last meeting. Um, you're just at the beginning phases. It's going to get worse. And um, uh, it, it goes all over the place. I sat and I've typed notes and notes and notes and things people have said. Those conversations I had with people on the phone, um, you know, <laughs> talk with them for four or five minutes. They, and uh, my, my experience has been real different than a couple of, of you guys, it sounds like. Um, with, like I said, with the exception of one rancher and one sportsman, uh, that the, the one that told me he hoped I lose, <laughs> that I lost, um, and the one that uh, the, the rancher that thought I, you know, was hoping that I wasn't making a big mistake or that he thought I was making, all the others, the other seven, eight, nine, ten, I think it was 10 or 12, somewhere around in that area, were all like, oh, yeah, I just want to make sure that I have the opportunity to hunt coyotes. I don't really care about these contests. So I didn't know any of those people. Um, so I'm wondering how much support is there really for these killing contests out there on a broad scale? Those are all sportsmen that I talked to. So I throw that out. Um, I just wanted to provide a little bit of clarification there. I've got notes on economics, tradition, culture, um, all those things that you guys are running through disease control, predator control, uh, conservation. That was another thing that was thrown out, um, the right to do it, um, don't listen to the antis, uh, the anti-hunting groups. Um, uh, you know, there's certainly some anti-hunting uh, mentality out there. There's no doubt about it. There's nothing wrong with that. That's what people. That's what some people. Um, that's what their interest is. Uh, but then there's then there's folks that are just um, anti how we do certain things. They're not anti anything else. They just are against what how we allow things to be done. And uh, there's a component of that out there. So I'll shut up again for a minute. And... Okay, Commissioner Hubs. Yeah, what was interesting about this, um, all the comments here, usually they go in two sections, right? You're like, okay, these people are really concerned their hunting rights are gonna be like impacted and then whoa, here's some people that are like, we don't want to, any harm to wildlife. We think this is horrendous or whatever. But I thought there was a little bit of like, you call it a mezcla in Spanish, like a mix, because there's people that are urban dwellers that are like for the contest too here, which I find interesting because they killed their dogs and they killed their little pets. And like I brought up before, they literally are scared to death if they see a coyote, like they believe they could potentially be attacked, which I was just researching an anecdotally online because my brought that up to my sister. I'm like, I'm never scared of coyotes. I don't understand. And she's like, there was a coyote that attacked somebody in San Francisco just recently. Like it was just an aggressive coyote, you know? So I think that's why I was interested in education. I think education is huge um, for, for folks out in the communities. Um, but, you know, and I already kind of got on yesterday, so I don't really want to do it again, but it's just kind of the blight aspect of this. You know, it's just another, 
it's just like when you've got the rogue family member you wish would be quiet, you know, and they're not going to be quiet and they're going to do something that kind of embarrasses you. Um, that's kind of sometimes probably how if I was a sportsman would feel when my friend pulls up with 50 coyotes in the back of their truck and they're all, uh, you know, and everyone's high fiving. I saw, I saw something too, like about that social media, you know, I have a really good friend and he went and they were doing their, I guess, snow geese hunt where you lay down and you look white, I guess, in a white coat. And his, his little boys were doing these videos and they're goggling the heads of the geese, you know? And I was like, oh, you know, it just seemed like not the proper thing to do on a video that you post online because it seemed like you weren't respecting the wildlife you killed. But I think like for a lot of people, the whole idea of the mental image of just bodies upon bodies in the back of a truck of any wildlife is, is distasteful. I just think it's distasteful. And they immediately think these people go around and do that. It's not the majority of the people that do that. Um, and there's a, a negative consequence to that. That's all. And I don't really believe that it helps. Um, and I think we got that helps manage, um, unglet populations or prey populations all that much. If anything, from a biological perspective, having my master's in biological science, I believe it's harmful. I believe it's harmful to interfere with the regular predation cycle. And I'll say that that's just my personal opinion. So anyways, I think there's a lot to go on and I don't want to go, I could probably talk about something like this all day. And I know really it comes down to what our sportsmen think, but I'm really hoping we make good choices today. Thank you, Commissioner Hobbs. Uh, any other comments? If not, I think we'll go out for some public comment and then we'll bring it back for some other discussion. Again, if you're on YouTube and you want to comment, you need to be on Zoom with us. Um, and that uh, link can be found on our website, endow.org, or you can send a, an email to wildlifecommission at endow.org and they'll send you the link. So we'll start with public comment. Um, I've been told that the organization that requested the six minutes is not requesting their six minutes. So um, we'll just go forward, starting with Stephanie Myers. And everyone has three minutes to speak. If you speak beyond your three minutes, the department will. Um, there's someone timing and they will put you on mute and we'll go to the next person. So keep your comments within three minutes, please. Wow, lots of comment. Stephanie, can you unmute yourself? There you go. You. Madam Chair and Commissioners, I am Stephanie Myers, M-Y-E-R-S from Clark County. We need to have predators on the landscape for healthy ecosystems. We know that now through science. I mean no disrespect to Director Wasley, but I would certainly like to hear from 
a coyote biologist because it is my understanding that when a bunch of coyotes are killed, that the females then double their efforts to produce more litters, meaning more coyotes. Killing contests are not part of any wildlife management strategy. There's no data showing there's any benefit. There's no data showing that they actually protect people or livestock or anything. New Mexico, California, Vermont, Washington, Massachusetts, Arizona, Colorado, all have banned wildlife killing contests. It's about leadership. It takes leaders who are willing to stand up and do the right thing, like the unanimous vote of the Clark County Commission, where 75% of the population of Nevada resides. 75%. We know that Washoe and the rural counties will say, what about us? On the other hand, should 75% of the Nevada population be ignored? Please be wise and do the right thing for Nevada's wildlife. Let's get the process started. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Myers. We'll go next to Joe. Joe, will you pre please give us your last name and spell it if it's difficult to understand? It's Joe Olive. Good afternoon, everybody. O-L-I-V-E. Thank you, Joe. Um, for one thing, I, I do enter the contests and I heard reference to a lie detector test. Not one of them that I've went to had a lie detector test. And they're saying that there's um, also no um, evidence that it helps the ecosystem to limit the coyotes. But there's no numbers of how many coyotes are actually taken from these contests. I've been to three of them and you just don't go out and shoot a whole bunch of coyotes. That's not how it happens. You have to actually call them in. I've been to three of them and taken one. And I think before anybody can make a decision, more research on both sides needs to be done. And um, coyotes are very aggressive. They are dangerous to humans. They will snatch young children. And if they're overpopulated, that means that there's not enough food out where, they're, where they live. So they're going to come into town and into cities. And the only reason why they're doing that is for easy prey, which is people's house pets, their dogs, uh, young children. Heaven forbid it happens, but it could. And if they're overpopulated, that's what's going to happen because there's not enough in their natural habitat to eat because there's too many of them. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Olive. Uh, next up, we have Cheyenne. Cheyenne, please provide your last name and spell it for us. Hi, my name is Cheyenne Newfer, 
N-E-U-F-F-E-R. Thank you, go ahead. So I'm from rural Nevada, um, north of Reno, and I'm just, you know, urging the commission to keep this issue, you know, at the top of the list. This is huge. Not only are these contests horrific, unethical, and disrespectful, but they paint traditional hunters in a very, very negative way that I think will overall hurt the hunting community. And I think it has been. So um, banning these contests would be huge for our state. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Snoofer. Next, we'll go to Jana. Oh, Jana, I'm sorry, Hoffaditz? Hoffaditz? I'm an, I just had to unmute. Yes, it's, okay. it's Hoffaditz. Yeah, it's Hoffaditz. Okay. Yeah. Jana, J-A-N-A, and then Hoffaditz is H-O-F-E-D-I-T-Z. Yeah, I, I live out here by Pyramid Lake, um, not quite at Pyramid Lake, but I'm surrounded by BLM. And I've been a long time Nevada resident who would like to see the issue of wildlife killing contests move forward. I am hoping within a reasonable amount of time, these events will be banned. Today though, I would like to quickly talk about the public land issue because I go out there every contest that happens from a particular bar in Lemon Valley and I monitor it. I take photos, I know what goes on. I've talked to the owner of the bar who holds it and I know quite a lot about it. So if you could just hear me out for a minute, um, these are held, these contests are held primarily on our public lands. Not all the time, sometimes they go on, on private, but it's illegal, it is not legal to have these contests on our public lands without a special recreation permit, fact. And I have been in touch with the BLM over the past three years um, and is quoted by Miles Gertler who does run the BLM's travel management and trails coordinator. He, he emailed me this. He said this uh, quote, I will contact the officers for them to remind the representatives of the contests of our SRP rules and their lack of permit on BLM lands. Our BLM staff will also do their best to monitor for illegal commercial use on our public lands and Miles Gertler. So, so the reason I wanted to say that quote is this is a serious issue that goes on in Nevada because a lot of our land is public lands. And when I'm out there, doing my work when, they, when I know they're having this one particular Washoe County contest. I see ATV families out there, people riding horses, um, et cetera. And I don't think this is a thing that mixes well. And when I let them know there's a contest going on at that moment, they're just, they, they don't like it. It's very scary for them. And um, so anyway, I also have to thank Mr. Um, McNinch. Mr. McNinch has, sounds like he has studied this a lot and learned about it. He's gotten wise about it. And I appreciate him not being afraid or bullied and sharing this with, with um, everybody involved because this is not a, a one-sided issue. Um, banning these events is not a slippery slope because I've heard that a lot in the past few years. This will not lead to a rancher not being able to legally protect his or her animals, nor will it make a, someone who just wants to go out and kill a coyote for fun um, that they can still do that legally. Um, I think it's time we do what's right and, uh, and keep this on the, the front burner. And, uh, I appreciate you all, um, hearing me out and, um, please let's do the right thing. Thank you very much. Thank you, Ms. Hoffaditz. 
Um, I've just been asked by the department if you have a specific presentation or you're using um, information research, if you would mind, wouldn't mind sending that to the department, Wildlife Commission at endow.org, so they can appropriately reflect those comments in our minutes. That would be helpful. Okay, moving on. Shelby Swartz. Yes, hi. So it's Shelby, S-H-E-L-B-I-E, and then S-W-A-R-T-Z. I am a resident of Las Vegas, Nevada, and I frequently uh, visit our beautiful lands, our mountain ranges, and I appreciate our wildlife, and I'm deeply concerned that our state still allows for these wildlife killing contests. I've done research and discovered that they're cruel. They're not representative of ethical hunting, as others have noted. They're not practical conservation methods. And as far as I can tell, they benefit absolutely nobody. The participants in these contests indiscriminately kill animals, generally coyotes, to win nominal prizes and bragging rights on social media. And Nevada is one of the last states in the Southwest where these contests are allowed to, to occur. Surrounding states have banned these contests in recent years, which has driven contestants, participants, and organizers to flock to our state. Now they come here, they slaughter our animals, they slaughter our wildlife, and they leave carnage and waste in their wake, which is different from fishing derbies and other competitions that the department interacts with. In the past year, there's been more than 24 wildlife killing contests in Nevada, including around my community in Clark County. Uh, there have been four that we have been able to find that have their weigh-ins and celebrations in Las Vegas and Henderson, putting the families that live here and the people who visit here in danger whenever these contests occur as folks go and indiscriminately shoot on our lands. And they're aware that the public does not support their contests and as such, they try to evade public notice as much as possible. And I've even moved to a virtual check-in system that allows anybody with a smartphone to compete, which means that this reckless killing can and does occur absolutely everywhere in our state. Nevadans depend on the Wildlife Commission to protect our families, our public lands and our recreational areas that bring so much joy to residents. And by introducing a ban on wildlife killing contests, all of you can galvanize the movement to provide a place for our wildlife to thrive, ensure the public safety from stray bullets that may injure or kill Nevadans that are enjoying the outdoor recreational areas we treasure, advance scientifically based wildlife management programs, and state that contest killing, which rewards participants for killing the most, the heaviest, and the smallest of a given species is not sportsmanship. Residents and visitors to Nevada use our extensive public lands for hiking, rock climbing, and other outdoor activities that require a healthy environment. And the activities of these killing contests pose a threat to their safety and well-being. Taking a neutral position towards wildlife killing contests threatens the families of Nevada, our ecotourism and tourism at large, and the future of ethical hunting. I sincerely hope that the Wildlife Commission will take a stance for wildlife conservation based on science by prohibiting these grotesque events. And I look forward to hearing the next steps that y'all take with this proposed rule. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Schwartz. If you wouldn't mind sending your comments, if they're written um, to the department, that would be helpful. Yes, we'll do. Thank you. Okay, uh, Mr. Dixon. Can you hear me now? Yes. Oh, thank you. A quick question for you as chair of the commission. County advisory boards used to not have a three minute limit for testifying or giving testimony of their cabs. 
Is that a new rule that we've come up with that we go to three minutes like the general public? Just no, not that I am aware of. But um, maybe if you'll just give me 30 seconds, I can get Dag Burkett to weigh in on that. I, I'm not exactly sure what the question is. The question uh, is, Dag, are, oh, go on. The question is, are the cabs um, under the same rule as the public to the three minute limit? They have not been in the past. Yeah, I don't know what the practice of the commission has been in the past before I was involved, but I think there is a specific uh, agenda item for the caps to comment, which would imply that during that time frame there would be no three limit um, area or time frame. But during public comment, it would occur to me that they probably would fall under that three minute. Time frame. I wonder if Deputy, if uh, Director, Deputy Director Rob has some past experience. With this. He's he's on. Go ahead, Deputy Director Rob. Thank you, Madam Chair. Uh, Jack Rob, for the record. Historically, the Wildlife Commission has never viewed the cabs under the three minute because the cabs are an integral part of the public scoping process, and they take input from multiple people within their county to provide input to the Wildlife Commission. So we have never, in my memory, and I've been around this since 1997, limited the caps to the three minutes. They, they And we usually, uh, in the past, we've asked for cab input and then public input. Um, so uh, we've never limited it in the past. That, that's satisfactory to me. Okay. And, and I understand it would be easier to go through cab first, but we've got 23 people right now with their hands raised and I don't know always who's, who's cab and who's not. So, um, okay, go ahead, Mr. Dixon. Yeah, anyway, thanks for the clarification, uh, everybody. I just wanted to make sure that I wasn't doing things. Um, just uh, to know that uh, this was a, uh, as everywhere, a fairly controversial discussion at the Clark cab in a split vote, uh, the CAB recommended the Board of Wildlife Commissioners take no action on this resolution by the Clark County Commission. And one of the interesting things I wanted to point out is that in correspondence that I received written, uh, the CAB did, all the CAB members did, and in testimony at the Clark CAB, there was an implied uh, threat basically to say that our dismissal of the Clark County Commission um, is basically was disrespectful to those who appointed us. And, and since we report to them, um, we, should, uh, we should have followed their lead. And, and I wanna make it clear to everybody that the advisory board as a group exists to take in all public comment. We're not there to be political appointees of the people who appointed us and, and follow their lead. And I think the the more disturbing thing to me is that the people who forwarded this bill to the Clark County Commission, did so and got it on the CCB agenda down here in Clark County. There was never a mention to me as a chair of the Clark County CAB that this was going to be put on there or to any of the sportsmen was this announced that this was actually going to be on the thing so we could have commented during the open comment period. And so uh, I feel that it was a little bit underhanded to get this in and have no and, and basically say there was no public comment against this when in fact it wasn't really uh, agendized in such a way that the sportsmen in Southern Nevada even knew that it was coming. We get the 
reverse complaint with our cab agenda sometimes with people. So uh, I think if they may say that turnabouts for a fair pay, uh, I did have a dissenting opinion on my cab on, on the 6-1 vote and that dissenting opinion felt very strongly that we should follow the county commission's recommendation and we should not uh, go against that. Um, I'll kind of leave this with, uh, with listening to things today. And, and I think this really comes down to less of and a personal opinion here. And, and I said this in front of my cabinet, it's not captured in my thing. I, I think this really has little to do with the killing of coyotes and, and, or having a contest. This really comes down to the, I think the true misunderstanding and the questions that were asked because people have this vision that when there's a coyote calling contest where coyotes are killed and that there are hundreds or thousands killed. And to my knowledge and the ones that I've monitored and, and people I've talked to who participated in these, even, even, even when you have a group of 20 or 30 people out there, the fact of the matter is, is that if you get the same number of coyotes killed as you have participants, it's rare. Um, it, it is very rare. So, I mean, we're not killing mass amounts of these things. So it comes back in my viewpoint to, is this something that has become politically or socially unacceptable? acceptable now is going to be a detriment to us? Or is it with a small group of people that it's politically and socially un unacceptable at this point? And I'll kind of leave it there to say that I'm, I'm not convinced when we say the general public doesn't accept this, because I don't think we've had a true um, poll of the general public. If you ask them if they support coyote calling contests, the public would say, we don't care. If you ask me if they support coyote killing contests, I can guarantee you the public will tell you we don't want to have a killing contest because that has negative connotations. So how you ask the question and, and how it's being asked in the public out there really does drive what the public opinion is going to be on this. So I, I think if people believe, in, and I think Commissioner Hubbs said it well, um, there are people that live in neighborhoods right now that are terrified of coyotes because they have pets and small children. And to be honest with you, both of those, as pointed out by uh, by uh, Director Wasley, as we have consumed a lot of the small wildlife on our golf courses, pets become the next thing. And, and when I say pets, I'm not talking small pets. I mean, there are basically um, large dogs, I mean, that get killed. I mean, not small dogs, but large dogs because coyotes hunt in packs. And it's a matter of time before we have somebody's child hurt unless we take care of urban coyote problems. I'm not saying these contests do that, but I'm saying is once you start acquiescing to a contest here, you're gonna end up somewhere else that you probably don't wanna end up, which is people are gonna be more, less willing to remove problem coyotes out of an urban environment. And I think if ultimately they will cause a problem and they're not limited in numbers. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dixon. We'll go to next to Bobby McCollum. Thank you. Just had a trouble unmuting. Okay. Um, just a few comments. I'll try not to repeat what you've already heard. Um, yesterday, I heard a lot of comments from commissioners about having the right tools this wildlife killing contests are not considered tools to control predator numbers. There are programs in place to do that. And it'd be really good if we could focus on the issue 
of these contests. No one is saying we're not going to be taking care of predators or problems. It's about the contest. Um, Nevada allows residents from other states to conduct these contests. They cross state lines where it's illegal. They come into Nevada, they sponsor the contest. They collect money, they dispense money, all without any oversight. These aren't charitable or, uh, organizations. These are events that are held, often they say they're helping someone with something, but these are not certified charitable organizations that are conducting these. Um, I echo the comments uh, made about the activity occurring on federal land. Permits are required. Who monitors that? Um, I don't think these equate with fishing derbies, so many of which are catch and release. I, I can't think of coyote killing, coyote killing contests where coyotes were caught and released. So I think it's a different issue. And if you wanna know how this has been going in um, the states where they've banned, perhaps contacting California, Arizona, New Mexico, wildlife authorities would be a good avenue to pursue to see if there's any problem with depredation. So thank you. Um, I hope that you will consider this on a scientific thinking and not on your personal opinions. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. McCollum. Uh, next is Joel Blakesley. Okay, Madam Chairman, members of the committee, I'll, I'll be brief. I, uh, I just thought I'd describe what a coyote contest actually is because after yesterday, you know, there was a lot of discussion about traps and hounding and it was obvious that a lot of people, in fact, most people have never participated in that. So let me just give you a quick rundown. I've been to two contests in my life. Um, we started out, we went to Elko. We met the organizers and the other hunters at the Red Line Inn and Casino. We attended a banquet that was identical to the dozens of other wildlife banquets that I've attended in my life. We had a nice social hour. We had a few drinks. We had a dinner. We raffled off some merchandise. I could have been at Rocky Mountain Elk Foundation, Ducks Unlimited, NBU, any of the other dozens of banquets that I've attended in my life. Later that night, Everybody took off to wherever they wanted to go hunting. Uh, my partner and I had to battle 100 mile an hour winds all weekend. We got two coyotes and we didn't even go to the check-in because obviously we weren't in the, the running. So I ask you, is there anything there that I've described that constitutes quote unquote improper behavior? Uh, Dave McNinch said that term a little while ago. Is there anything there that was improper? Um, most of these uh, hunts have many of the same components with a bunch of other organized events. I won't go into that. We've talked about fishing and all that stuff. But the last thing I'd, I'd like to say is the biggest contest of the year is coming up, and that's the big game draw. We're going to be competing for tags. You know, we've got the Silver State tag, the PIW. we got the Heritage tags. You know, we compete all across the board. There's money involved all, all around. 
And to discriminate against one group of people is, is just exactly that. I, I would ask you not to uh, go along with the cancel culture that has infected our country lately. And uh, last thing I'd like to say is the Nevada legislature had this in front of them last session and chose not to go anywhere with it. And I would ask you to do the same. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Blakesley. Brian Burris. Good morning to the member of the, the commission. You know, I heard a lot of testimony from people that claim that these contests are one thing or another. I heard from a commissioner that says people are coming with their trucks with 50 coyotes in the back of their trucks, which certainly is not the case on these coyote calling contests. I think you've heard some, from some other people talking about if you're lucky to get, you're lucky to get a coyote in regards to the public lands hunting. So these competitions do not have a check-in or anything on a public lands. A public hunt, a hunter is allowed to hunt on public land legally. They're allowed to go on any public land they want to as long as it's not a closed area and go hunt whatever species they want to hunt. Second off, I will discuss the fishing derby versus a coyote calling contest issue. So the difference between a fishing derby and a coyote calling contest or a quail derby or however you want to do it is pretty simple. A fishing derby, a chucker tournament, those are regulated animals in the state of Nevada. Coyotes are not regulated animals in the state of Nevada. So you're asking us to take an unregulated animal and put regulations on it. It just physically does not make sense. They're unregulated for a reason. It's estimated between 250,000 and 700,000 coyotes in the state of Nevada. Nobody knows the actual true number because there haven't been any studies. So we're gonna make a decision based on something we really don't know anything about. The science is not settled science. 100% is not settled science. We have an excellent scientific community within the Endow organization. And I would ask you before you make any decisions that we actually go through and try to get some of the science to make an actually scientifically informed decision. Words matter. And from the beginning of this conversation, I've heard over and over again from several members of this, of this board, wildlife killing contests. Wildlife killing contest has two specific connotations. Number one is you're killing wildlife. Wildlife in the state of Nevada is any game species, non-game species that, you're, you're, that occurs naturally or unnaturally in the state of Nevada. So that includes fish, deer, any animal, skunks, chipmunks, whatever that you're, you're, you'd be replacing restrictions on as, as a county that actually pushes this um, agenda forward. Number two, killing. Killing is denoted for one particular reason. It's to, to elicit an emotional response. So our politics nowadays are driven by emotional response. We as, as a wildlife commission, as a sportsman, we need to be ruled by science and not emotion. I asked this board to actually go through, find the science, follow the science, and don't let Clark County, one small urban area, rule the state of Nevada and tell this commission what they should be doing. I ask that you go to Endow and ask Endow to provide the science on the best path forward. I encourage you to table this item and take no action on this agenda item. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Burris. Um, I see Joel Blakesley still has his hand up. Uh, Joel, you've already spoken. Can you, unless that's a different Joel Blakesley? <laughs> I don't think so. All right, thank you. Uh, next up is Jeff Dixon. Can you hear me? Yes, please okay. go ahead. Thank you, Madam Chair and members of the commission. For the record, I am Jeff Dixon. The ad is D-I-X-O-N, Delta Indigo, X-Ray, Oscar, November. 
I'm a resident of Reno and the Nevada State Director for the Humane Society of the United States. On behalf of our Nevada supporters, I would like to thank you for having this conversation on coyote killing contests and urge you to initiate rulemaking. A ban on killing contests is narrowly tailored to games that offer cash and prizes for an animal's life. I, it would not reduce opportunities to hunt any wildlife species, nor would it prevent ranchers from using lethal control to protect wild uh, livestock. If contests are banned, coyotes would remain unprotected, uh, species that can be killed with no limits on seasons or quantity. Contest participants and organizers often claim that they're performing a service, reducing coyote numbers, saving livestock, or boosting uh, populations of game animals like here, deer for hunters. But scientific studies do not support any of these claims, and in fact, show that randomly killing carnivores has the opposite effect. They cause coyotes to proliferate and they create conflicts where there were none. When it comes to livestock, those who raise animals for food already pay a fee that goes to USDA Wildlife Services, which employs people whose sole year-round task is to kill coyotes and other na native carnivores on behalf of ranchers. And Endow on its website states that the removal of coyotes should be limited to chronic problem animals. Simply put, these are false pretexts given to make this blood sport appear necessary and even respectable. There's nothing respectable about games where violence is the point. When they're finished, the bodies are usually thrown into a dumpster, the very definition of wanton waste. I'll also refer to Nevadans' orientation toward wildlife as reported in the American Wildlife Value Survey, Nevada State Report. 44% of us, a plurality, are mutualists who believe that we should coexist with wildlife. 22% are traditionalists who believe wildlife should be used and managed for human benefit. And 19% are pluralists who may hold either view depending on the context. I'll ask you to consider what a pluralist, perhaps yourself or someone you would know, would determine when considering wildlife killing contests, coyote killing contests. We know that wildlife management professionals and commissioners in other states, including Arizona, Colorado, Washington, have determined these killing contests cross the line. I hope this rec commission recognizes it too and will initiate rulemaking today. Thank you. Thank you, Mr. Dixon. Haley Deerstein. Hi, um, my name is Kaylee Deerstein. Um, that's D-E-A-R-S-T-Y-N-E. -E, and I work as a naturalist educator teaching environmental modules to kids predominantly in tier one schools in Reno. I'm grateful for your consideration of a rule to ban wildlife killing contests in Nevada, and I urge you to support such a rule. As a lover of wildlife and an avid uh, hiker, I was disturbed and disappointed to learn that wildlife killing contests take place in our legal Nevada. I can't understand how this blood sport is allowed to continue or why anyone would want to participate in one. Wildlife in Nevada is managed for the benefit of all Nevadans because under the public trust doctrine on which the North American model is based, wildlife belongs to all Nevadans, including my students. I hate to think of a child being socialized in a culture that doesn't even pretend to have reverence for wildlife. I can't see any ethical defense for it, and I know some of your counterparts in other states have agreed. I'll share some quotes from a couple of them. In 2017, a year prior to Vermont banning contests, the Vermont Fish and Wildlife Department said, quote, coyote hunting contests are not only ineffective at controlling coyote populations, 
that these kinds of comp competitive coyote hunts are raising concerns on the part of the public and could possibly jeopardize the future of hunting and affect access to private lands for all hunters, unquote. They continued saying, quote, although these activities follow laws and regulations, we do not believe such short-term hunts will have any measurable impact on regulating coyote populations, nor will they bolster populations of deer or other game species, unquote. When New Mexico land commissioners, Stephanie Garcia Richard banned contests on 9 million acres of public land trusts. In 2019, she said, quote, these are not hunting contests, they're animal cruelty contests. It is an inexcusable practice, unquote. The Massachusetts Division of Fisheries and Wildlife outlawed contests in 2019, saying it was doing so after reviewing the best available science and consulting with wildlife agency professionals from other states. They said of a killing contest ban uh, that they do not reduce opportunity for hunting coyotes or other fur bears or fulfill one of Massachusetts wildlife's core foundation functions to develop and maintain hunting, fishing, and other trapping opportunities. They further said that the ban would, one, address public concern that certain contests contribute to the waste of animals, two, recognize and address that public controversy over the issue has the potential to threaten predator hunting, three, discourage the waste of wildlife and reinforce a core principle and expectation that all animals taken during the regulated season are utilized to the greatest extent possible, as taught in hunter education, and four, recognize that coyotes and other fur bears are managed as a valuable natural resource. Finally, please consider this quote from the late Jim Poswitz, author of Beyond Fair Chase, The Ethic and Tradition of Hunting, who said, quote, competitive killing seems to lack the appreciation of and respect of wildlife fundamental to any current definition of an ethical hunter, unquote. Hunters and non-hunters agree that we should respect wildlife in their habitats. Wildlife killing contests are barbaric and a stain on our state. As more and more Western states prohibit these events, I fear Nevada will become a haven for contest participants. For these reasons, I urge you to ban wildlife killing contests. Thank you, Ms. Deerstein. If you wouldn't mind sending your comments to uh, the department, that would be helpful. Yes, thank you. Mm -hmm. uh, next up is Patrick Donnelly. This is Patrick Donnelly. I'm Nevada State Director with the Center for Biological Diversity. The center has been fighting for wildlife and public lands in Nevada for almost 30 years. We've conducted a nationwide campaign against wildlife killing contests. The center is not an anti-hunting organization. Many of our members and staff are hunters and anglers. Coyote killing contests are not legitimate hunting. They are blood sport. Each year, hundreds of coyotes are killed in gruesome contests across Nevada, where cash or prizes like assault rifles are awarded to participants who kill the most or the largest animals. Not only are these contests unsporting and wasteful, but they are also ecologically harmful and deeply at odds with the principles of the North American wildlife conservation model, which requires that wildlife only be killed for a legitimate purpose. We may have our own objections to that particular model, but if it is the credo that legitimate hunters wrap themselves in, it's clear that this is not a legitimate hunting activity. Most animals killed in these contests are not used for meat or fur, but rather dumped and discarded. But we heard earlier that this is not, there is not evidence of population level uh, impacts. That, that's what Endow was saying. And that may be true. There are definitely localized impacts uh, from systematic killing of coyotes, which will affect family structures and may result in increased conflicts with livestock, pets, and people. That's at a, a micro level. But ultimately, this is not primarily a question of coyote management. 
There are much broader questions about our relationship with and management of predators in Nevada. Valid critiques have been raised in the past about the way the state and USDA Wildlife Services manage predators, but that's not what this is. This is a question of whether, as a society, we will move forward from a barbaric and anachronistic practice, which many states have banned. Coyote killing contests have no place here, and most Nevadans find them repellent. Not all decisions made by this commission are 100% based strictly on scientific evidence. You make choices about the ethics of hunting and the ethics of our relationship with wildlife all the time. This is a moral issue. Also, you now have a chance to be proactive, and I think Commissioner McNinch expressed this quite well. You can deal with this issue right now, you know, or we can continue to fight over this for years and years and years. We can take out billboards on the Las Vegas Strip with piles of dead coyotes. You know, this, this issue is already a black eye on the hunting community. I heard you got 600 emails. Well, we can make it 600,000 if you want. <laughs> this issue is only going to get worse the longer it continues to fester. Again, this isn't anti-hunting, it's anti-wildlife killing contests. And you can take proactive issue on an, proactive action on an issue that already has incredibly widespread consensus among all but a tiny fraction of the populace. We urge you to move. Thank you, Mr. Donnelly, for your comments. If you'll send them off to the department, they'll make sure they, that your comments get into the record. Okay, next up is Dakota. And Dakota, if you could give us a first or last name, that would be helpful. Yeah, my name is Dakota Neufer, and that's N-E-U-F-F-E-R. Okay, thank you. Go ahead. Hi, yeah. So, um, uh, hello, commissioners. <laughs> my name is Dakota Neufer, and I'll make this brief. I am here to encourage you to listen uh, to what has been said today. Um. I, I believe these uh, killing contests need to be banned. These events go against any kind of ethical hunting practices. <clears throat> Thank you. And um, I take, or I, I encourage you to take action on this agenda. Okay. Thank you, Mr. Newfer. Next up is Michelle Lute. Thank you, Chair East and Commissioners. My name is Michelle Lute, L-U-T-E. I am the National Carnivore Conservation Manager for Project Coyote, speaking you, to you on behalf of over 800 Nevada members who support science-based modern wildlife management, including and especially a prohibition on wildlife killing contests. Excuse me, I've got a frog in my throat. As a wildlife, as a PhD wildlife scientist, and former state biologist in New Mexico where killing contests were banned without negative repercussions, I state confidently, wildlife killing contests offer no management benefits whatsoever. They beget chaos across the landscape with unregulated killing of predators that do not need such control. Predators self-regulate and have done so based on compensatory mechanisms, competitors, and native prey availability for millennia. The draft 2016 commission policy from the board agreed with this by explaining, the wildlife management profession does not generally recognize the use of contests as a tool with substantial wildlife management effect. As both a wildlife scientist and daughter of three generations of farmers, I can also state confidently, killing contests do nothing to address conflict because they do not target the offending predator, site where depredation occurred or time when it occurred. 
If anything, they serve to increase conflict with disruption of social structures and foraging ecology. The number of surviving pups that must be fed by alpha parents and transient individuals may increase. Contests take out adults before they teach their young to properly hunt. If you're not taught how to get healthy food, you end up at the easiest fast food joint eating a burger. Native carnivores take few livestock, less than half a percent according to the US Department of Ag. The best available science points to non-lethal methods to prevent conflict. They are effective, targeted, and address the root causes of conflicts. Additionally, no credible evidence exists to support the notion that indiscriminate killing of predators effectively helps manage their prey species. Coyote diets are omnivorous and rely on rodents and rabbits more than deer. Rodent control is just one of the many ecosystem benefits of predators. And let me be clear, we are not anti-hunting. You may hear concerns about the slippery slope. That is actually uh, a logical fallacy where a course of action is rejected because with little or no evidence, one insists that it will lead to a chain reaction resulting in an undesirable end. I invite you to look at the evidence. My body of work is published and available online. Project Coyote's work is on our website. You will not find anti-hunting rhetoric or action. You will find evidence of why killing contests are unjustified. The only slippery slope that ending killing contests leads us to is further refined policies supported by scientific and value-based just justifications upon which the majority of Nevadans agree. I would venture we all agree that that's a desirable end. Modern conservation understands that biodiversity and ecosystem health and function is better. Oh, okay, thank you, Ms. Lute. Uh, please send your comments to the department. Next up is Chris Garnett. Can you hear me? Yes, we can. Thank you. Okay, thank you, commissioners. Um, I'd like to start off with saying um, I would like the commissioners to recognize a name change from wild, or sorry, to wildlife or coyote calling or hunting contest. The use of the name wildlife killing contest only leads to biased feelings and pushes one agenda. It does not allow the commission to remain neutral in its decision making. Having the word killing in the title applies animals are standing around for slaughter, which is just not the reality. Coyotes must be hunted before they can be taken. <clears throat> it takes extreme skill by the hunter to accomplish this. The word killing or blood sport is being used. It's selected specifically to trigger an emotional response in others. We refer to big game hunts as just that, hunts, but we don't hear big game killing season. This proves the word killing and this topic is being used to push the agenda. Also, there is no proof that indiscriminate shooting or stray bullets are happening. Clearly, anyone making these comments have little knowledge of coyote hunting. <clears throat> there is no proof, been, uh, no evidence or proof has been presented of public endangerment, yet these statements are being made in hopes to persuade others to agree with them. The Nevada State Biologist has set coyote hunting laws to require no license and no limit with a season lasting all year. To suggest a change in this management with no qualifying justification is saying that the biologist for the state of Nevada, <clears throat> their data is less valuable than the emotions of a few. I would like to ask the commission to rely on those biologists that they have appointed and let's go with their data. Also, the US government kills more predators in Nevada than any contest ever does. Simply by paying your taxes, you fund predator killing. According to APHIS, the Department of Agriculture kills over 27,000 coyotes per year. That equates to approximately 40, sorry, 64 coyotes per day. Yet I hear no complaints being made about this. This is generally done with poisoning, trapping, but mostly from helicopter shooting. 
and uh, nothing about uh, public complaints are being talked about that. So um, also I would like to note that the Wildlife Commission, um, I would like to see them send a letter back to the Clark County Commission to remind the Clark County Commission of their duty of urban planning and let the wildlife management uh, be done by those who are elected. In fact, the CAB, the Clark County CAB does not suggest the commission take any further action regarding these contests. And also the Clark County CAB um, has also considered suggesting to the Wildlife Commission to pay a bounty to go coyotes similar to Utah. Um, I just like all those facts stated and I appreciate your time. Thank you, Mr. Garnett. Um, <laughs> Corey Cole. Yes, hi, thank you, Madam Chair. Um, I actually on my wife's Zoom here. So uh, for the record, my name is Colton, C-O-L-T-O-N-C-O-L-E. Um, I thank you uh, members of the commission for taking time to, to listen to this issue today. <clears throat> As we sat and listened to prior comments, uh, I think we can agree that this is a passionate issue for both sides. Um, the base arguments in support of this bill is been based solely on emotion. Um, you know, we're not hearing any scientific data that, that backs this. It, it comes down to personal opinion. I think we, as a people of this great state and country, uh, often forget one of the keys that make it so great, and it's diversity. Um, I understand that, you know, a lot of the supporters uh, of this agenda don't feel that it's right. Um, they talk ethics. We each grew up in, you know, rural city uh, different different backgrounds, different beliefs. Um, and I'm a person that lives, kind of live and let live. So, um, you know, I just ask the commission as they really ponder this issue that they support um, the sportsmen that put the time in, put the dollars in, put the effort in to sustain the land. Um, I would love, you know, some of the antis to come out and help us build guzzler projects and help us rehabilitate firelands and actually do something that uh, you know benefits wildlife so um, you know ask you guys please please support the sportsmen here and protecting our right um, thank you very much thank you mr cole janice medima Hello, commissioners, can you hear me? Yes, we can, thank you, please go ahead. Okay, um, my name is Janice Maidema and I'm a resident of Henderson, Nevada. Um, as a wildlife advocate, I've been following uh, killing contests for many years. And I supported the group in Arizona who was instrumental in curtailing these events. I believe that the only reason that there's not more public out rage around these events is that people do not even realize they're happening. But over the years, I have followed some of these events on uh, social media and seen the horrific posts that these people post publicly. And I would encourage all of you to check that out. See, you know, several of the people on at this meeting have said they've gotten one or two coyotes that's not what people are posting on social media. There are pictures of piles and piles of dead animals 
laying either in the bed of a truck or just out on the dirt, it's grotesque. Some people post pictures with their children after they've done this. Um, I would encourage you to see what kind of people are coming into our state and participating in these events and come to the conclusion is, is, are the, is this the kind of activity that we want to attract into our beautiful state? Um, I also would just like to concern, I would like to address, um, someone has said that coyotes are these vicious animals that will attack you. Um, I, I lived for many years in California where this is illegal. Um, and I used to run at night and train for marathons. And I would come across coyotes all the time in, in my adventures and hiking. I never once felt threatened by one of them and they could care less about me. I understand we have to protect our small animals. That's our job as pet owners um, to protect our animals from the wildlife that live around us. But I do believe that coexistence should uh, be the norm. Um, I would encourage you to end these wildlife contests for good. Thank you. Thank you, Ms. Maidema. Um, I'm going to take one more public comment, and then we're going to break for a few minutes, stretch our legs, and then we'll come back and finish up because we still have more than a dozen lined up. So um, we'll hear now from Rex Flowers. Good afternoon, commissioners. <clears throat> can you hear me okay? Yes, we can, thank you. Please go ahead. Um, for the record, I've, um, I've been listening to this and this really is a matter of people's ethics um, and their moral standing on things. This has no biological uh, basis um, and I understand, uh, Commissioner McNinch, uh, you have an issue with it, and you're entitled to your viewpoint on that. And uh, I, I commend you for coming forward. Um, I would like to say, though, that uh, uh, why do we continue? I mean, this is uh, these predator contests are like minded people gathering together to do something that they enjoy. I don't participate in these things. I would not get any enjoyment out of it. But I don't think it's up to me to pass judgment on the next individual for doing it. And I believe a lot of the people out there who made comments today, they're making their comments. It's based on the fact that it's a coyote. Yesterday, people based their comments on the fact it was a bear. I think we need to visualize as small children, we're raised with teddy bears. And through life, we grow up with cats and dogs as being our family pets, being our brothers and sisters, and being our children. Um, that's why we associate so well with coyotes and with bobcats and with the black bears. Um, we don't ever hear anything about the fishing we don't hear anything about the birds. And how is it any different? I mean, think of the cruelty when you have a fishing contest and a fish hits that line and you rip the lips right off the face of that fish. 
is that not as uh, intense? And uh, I, I just, you see where I'm trying to get to? I, I think we need to uh, justify, is there a biological reason for it? Or is it because these animals have furs and paws and that's the end of the conversation? Thank you and hope you'll give consideration to that. Thank you, Mr. Flowers. It's 2.43, let's come back at 2.55 uh, and we'll move forward with public comment, starting with Mr. Stoker. Thank you.